Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I am fired up today. I have the amazing Catherine Franco, actress extraordinaire, amazing lady. I can't wait for you guys to see her, meet, meet her and hear her story. So stay with us. Let's get it started. Catherine, welcome. <laughs> Hi, Ken. How's it going? It Good is morning. going fantastic. Welcome I was up inside. until two, two something in the morning with Glenn, our buddy Glenn Morshower, over on the Clubhouse app. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, he was dropping. Well, you know, Glenn, he's so wise. He is very wise, actually. Sometimes I found him on top of a mountain. He's my guru, and I truck up there to get pieces of wisdom. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how I, I mean, it's 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 absolutely mind blowing how much wisdom flows out of that guy. It's it's incredible. Hey, we have Weldon Whitehurst, Scott Ricard joining us. Good morning, fellas. So, so Catherine, I started this show about two and a half years ago um, to help people get unstuck in life. And um, I've found that most of us that have achieved anything, um, we've been through some crap in life and had to get unstuck. So um, that's what it's all about. So let's start with where you telling everybody where you were born and raised. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's get it started. Hi, Let's guys. get it started. Well, Ken, I just want to thank you for having me on the show. I mean, this is so fun. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, I started off in um, the tiny town of Los Angeles. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was born in Beverly Hospital and I was very late coming into the world. I was very comfortable in my mother's womb. It was warm. I had three square <laughs> meals a day. Right. And uh, I felt perfectly fine staying in there. So <laughs> wow. they were going to induce her and she said, she'll come out when she's ready. I think I was two weeks late, y'all. Um, wow. And uh, I finally came out and I was plump and, and you know, just a little Michelin tire baby. You know what I mean? Those little chunky rolls yep, on yep. all sides. It was a very healthy child. Um, anyways, uh, so I'm from L.A. and I had a lot of interesting experiences on my journey to becoming an actor because I never never wanted to become an actor and i i was very shy <laughs> growing up i was wow really shy mm-hmm. really oh my gosh i would hide behind my parents's leg if we went to a friend's house and they said would you like a coke i would just hide and, and i was thinking yes i really want a coke but i'm too shy to say yes it would be too much to ask <laughs> so, 
I was just, I never took what I wanted. Um, I felt very afraid to go for it. You know what we, I mean? Hey, it, yeah. we, we have Yasmeen watching. Hi, Yasmeen. How's it going, girl? That's awesome. Hi. I love Yasmeen. She's so fine. And uh, yeah. we're in the same acting studio together and we are colleagues as actors. So I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And be really supportive and share this out if you're watching. That would be awesome. Um, so so you grew up in L.A. Like what? In Beverly Hills? Oh, <laughs> You know, I think uh, being an actor, you the more you have experiences in different places, the more you get to take on all different kinds of characters. And uh, funny enough, I was in a not so great neighborhood. I was in Echo Park. Echo Park uh, is pretty famous park it, in any reality TV show. Uh, even from Dragnet to some of the newer movies, you'll see. Um, Echo Park is this beautiful lake with um, like a shooting fountain. And you see it in all the movies in LA, all the movies. Wow. Where I went with my dad to go fishing and, and things like that. But at the time, Echo Park was really filled with gang members and um, a lot of uh, graffiti, uh, just a lot of, it wasn't that great. Now it's like yoga studios and vegan restaurants and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. actually grew up in kind of a rough neighborhood. Did you? Um, from the time I was in first grade. Um, Until? Then I moved to Calabasas, which is another story and is totally different lifestyle. Um, but I went to a private school in Hollywood up to first grade. And um, I did not know this till much later in life, but my mom said that the successful pimps and prostitutes took their kids there because that's the highest we could go. Um, wow. And I was shocked. I had no idea. I mean, if you're a kid on a playground, you're just a kid on a playground with a bunch of kids. You know, you don't know. Uh, our lunch truck would come, the lunch truck on wheels, that would be our lunch time. And if mom gave me a 20, I got my lunch, I handed the 20, I'd get back, I'd eat, and mom would say, where's your, where's your change? Lunch guy never gave the kids change. We didn't know how that worked. Oh, <laughs> wow. He kept, he kept your change? What a dirt bag. From children. What a scumbag. I know. What I didn't know heck? any different. Um, so it was, it was, um, you know, so my family was from not the best parts of town. And my mom and my stepdad got together, Mr. Bill. And wait, wait, um, I, I want, I want to, I want to back you up just a little bit. Talk to your, somebody say, yeah. Back that, back it up. So, so you said, was it your mom said that's where all the successful prostitutes and pimps mm -hmm. were in what Calabasas? No, this is Hollywood. We had, oh. uh, we did not, this is pre Calabasas. So, um, my experience before Calabasas was, you know, um, not everybody had, uh, I remember, uh, I think I was maybe six years old. We went to my aunt's house and we we're going to have a pool party and all of my little friends came and nobody had bathing suits. 
so all the little girls had shorts with no shirt on. I mean, we're, we don't even yeah. have boobs yet, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. And they didn't have shirts because nobody had clothes for bathing suits. Um, and I, I got a strawberry shortcake bathing suit. It was pink and she had her little hat and I th thought that I was the cat's meow, uh, <laughs> for my birthday that year. And, um, you know, that's, that's the way it was, but you know, as a child, you're just enjoying life. You're enjoying your family. And I had a very loving family, so it was not a thing. Wow. And then Calabasas. And where is Cal is that's that's in California still, right? <laughs> yeah. So Calabasas is really uh, close to Malibu. And if okay. you know anything about Malibu, you know, Barbara Streisand and James Brolin live in Mar Malibu and um, nice. Rick, Ricky Schroeder went to our high school and uh, Alfonso wow. Rivera, who was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, and this yeah. was um, a different world. We had like a four-story condo and um, thanks, stepdad. four-story four condo? We did. How, how, so <laughs> did somebody hit the lottery? What okay. happened? Yes. My mom... <laughs> uh found a stepdad for us and oh. he had he was successful he owned his own businesses and um we moved Very to nice. calabasas and uh so the the childhood stories changed from there right so um you know we would have show and tell and some guy would come in and say this is my my uncle jerry lewis and uh he would show photos oh. of him and jerry and his new young 20 something year old wife. <laughs> Jer, Jer, the Jerry Lewis. The Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Wow. So Very it, cool. It was, it was interesting because there, um, and I'm not, I mean, there's great people on, on both sides of the spectrum, but you know, what kind of Cadillac you had or what kind of Mercedes <laughs> you had. And I started getting a vocal fry. Because in the valley, um, this is how everybody talks. So like we'd go to the mall and like <laughs> I don't want to like roll my hair, but I kind of want to when I'm trying to discuss like how to be SoCal. Oh my SoCal God. means Southern California. Okay. Um so it but I, I actually developed a valley accent and oh my God. and I did um like you know, gag me with a spoon. Like <laughs> Uh, my God. Um, okay. People hate that, that accent, funny. by the way. Everyone hates it. You and I do it because it's so good. I'm so good at it. <laughs> well, you grew up in it. I did. So the majority of growing up um, uh, from second grade all the way through elementary school, all the way through middle school, I was in Calabasas. Um, and so I got to see these two different worlds. Um, my stepdad had thoroughbred horses. I learned how to ride equestrian. Um, wow. I, we had the best schools and my reading and writing became very good. I love reading. I love writing. That was my best subject. So, um, it was just, it was really great in, in that respect. Uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, I think where my struggles Glenn says he rolls his hair all the time. He does. <laughs> he rolls it. It's more like this. He can't really roll it. He kind of twists maybe the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh 
my God. Uh, but <clears throat> talking about struggles, I think, you know, I, I think one of the things that I've, I've always had a, a struggle with was insecurity because um, when we moved to Calabasas, it felt like we were so far from family and we didn't have the support of grandparents and cousins and my father, you know, still lived in LA and my grandmother, everybody lived in LA. So um, we felt very isolated in a way we didn't have like a strong support group that we would normally have had or what we had to that point. So the money was never an issue for us. Um, it was, it was a loving experience to be in the bad neighborhood. Um, wow. being in the good neighborhood, I had more opportunities. My world did expand and I, we were able to have wonderful experiences, but I felt lonely. Um, mm. and so we just kept moving and eventually stepdad decided he wants, wanted to, um, we moved to Canyon country for a very short stint. We had five acres and, uh, he wanted 122 in Decatur, Texas. So for high school, we moved to Decatur, Texas and 122 acres mm -hmm, of land. Nice. No, not when you're a teenager. <laughs> and it There's was so much to do. Oh my God. You couldn't, there were no neighbors. It was pitch right. black at night. I literally would I be in bed going like this. <laughs> if there, I couldn't see my hand. I didn't know if there was an ax murderer <laughs> like ready to get me while I was sleeping. And oh I was like, God. somebody might be killing me right now. And I have no idea. It was so, so dark. Oh my um, gosh, that is I hilarious. Introduced to Texans, small town Texans. So that was a, that was a, a struggle. Again, I started becoming more introverted um, because of the culture shock. You were like, you guys are like totally not cool. <laughs> <laughs> they were intrigued for sure. I'm sure, I'm sure they were. So the, ha, what year was this in high school? Like junior, senior? Uh, I, I was, I finished off my last, uh, year of, uh, middle school and then went into my freshman year of high school. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you year. went from, did you went from Canyon? What's Canyon country? What's that mean? Canyon country is also really kind of a neat area. Um, it's just a, it, it was a, it was a nice area. Our neighbors, uh, our neighbors did very well for themselves. I remember when we first rolled up to our home, our next door neighbor, I thought it was a hotel. I was like, mom, why is there a hotel there? And she's like, that's a house. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> but wow. our little five acre place, which five acres in California is nice. I mean, um, we had sheep, we had geese, we had horses and just, you know, learning how to get out there and work with your hands and um work yeah. with animals that was pretty cool our next our other next door neighbor was an uh, ex-police chief and they worked on natural sheep wool they they had sheep this is is this boring you guys because no this is about sheep this right is now. awesome <laughs> keep going this is great well again we were really lonely because we weren't around family and now we're new again 
So um, the the lady, her name was JD, our next door neighbor. She um, she taught me how to spin wool with nice. a drop spindle. So I know how to actually use a spinning wheel. That is a life skill that <laughs> most people don't have. I, I use that thing for every history project, English paper, show and tell. I made A's because nobody else knows how to use a spinning wool. It was great. Right. Uh, a spinning wheel for spinning wool. It was it was a fun thing for, for school, but that's how lonely I was. <laughs> I was literally wow. working with a 40-something-year-old woman at the time when you're a kid that's, you know, older. Ancient. Yeah, it's ancient yeah. and... You know, I'm spinning wool, Ken. Wow. I'm spinning wool. Um, as a as a teenager. Yeah. Wow. So very cool. I, again, I never really thought that I would be an actor. Um, I will say that my grandfather, his name is Chewy Franco. He was an actor, and um, which is why I kept my my name Franco because my married name is Ingram. So I, I wanted to keep his legacy in the, you know, in the acting world with me and take it with me. But I remember. Oh, there's a Heather Ingram watching. Hi, Heather Ingram. Are you from Ohio? She said, uh, I think, yeah, she says, good morning, Levi and I are here. Hi, Heather Ingram. Oh, Heather Ingram. That's my, that's my niece. <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> said, are you from Ohio? <laughs> why would she be from Ohio? Well, let me tell you why. Because uh, my husband's family is from Marion, Ohio. That's where I live. Stop it. I live in Marion. I swear to God. No way. I do. My wife is from here. Well. Wow. Connected, That's my friends. Amazing. Christina really Warren Ingram is watching as well. Hi, sis. That's my sister-in-law. Thank you for showing up, guys. This is great support. I appreciate it. Yeah. Share share this out. Share it out. Everybody needs to see this. So, so wow. That's what a crazy small world. Your husband's from Marion. Well, his, his dad, the Ingram side, he has a bunch of family that is in Marion. And Pacat, Pacat, what is it? Pacasca something. I don't know. I don't, I, I live here, but I, I, I don't. Pataska? Pataskala. Pataskala, yes. That's south of Columbus. Okay. That's, that's an hour and a half from me. Wow. That's yeah. really me, Ken. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I've never went out to meet the Ingrams. A few of them have come down here to, to see us. But um, well, you, you now have a re Glenn's going to come to Marion. Well, you have a reason. I have many <laughs> reasons now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so, awesome. Um, but anyways, I you know, uh, we got diverted, but that's really cool, Ken. Yeah, definitely. You're what? making me coffee, my friends. <laughs> I have a Keurig, it's real easy, and I like oat milk. Is everybody an oat milk fan? Anyone? What is that? So, I, I mean, I, I'll put milk in my coffee. It's fine. But we do almond milk and we do oat milk. Yeah, we do almond milk. 
it's milk from an oat and they have tiny nibbles and you just pull. <laughs> Gotta be very gentle. Oh Hi. my God. Wow. Oh my God. She said that. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, but you know, it, it, that's why it's so funny that I can be silly now because I was never this way. Uh, my, my grandfather was an actor and he, embarrassed us many times singing in inappropriate at inappropriate times at functions including my wedding uh, wow he he just had to be on stage or have the attention but this is kind of a fun story ken um when i was probably eight years old and my brother was six we went to griffith park and griffith park is pretty well known little park over in southern california los angeles area and Sometimes they had pony rides and they have like a little train that kids can go on and there's a carousel and it's just big and beautiful, lush, green, gorgeous, right? Palm trees, the whole nine yards. So grandpa was going to take us to Griffith Park. So we're so excited. He had one of those old 70s brown vans with the, the ladder on the back. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, so my brother, and I, guess, I, I have a diversion real fast though. Yeah, go Paul, ahead. Paul Williams says, wasn't there a song called tiny nipples by Don Ho? <laughs> I don't... Somebody look that up because I want to hear it in the middle of my interview. I actually do want to hear oh my God, <laughs> just a small funny. segment. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. So thank you for that comment. Thank yeah, you. Uh, that's Don hilarious. Ho. Don Ho was a famous guy in the, was it the seventies? I have a, no idea. Never heard of him. Oh, I have. Was he wow. Hawaiian or? Somebody, I don't know. Somebody type that in. Somebody I'll bet he in. had a very difficult time finding a wife though. Mr. and Mrs. Ho. <laughs> um, like, oh, it's called Tiny Bubbles. It's actually called Tiny Bubbles, he said. That's funny. But can you imagine like, um, so if I marry you, I'm going to be a hoe. <laughs> I'm going to be a hoe. Wow. Grandma hoe, grandpa hoe. <laughs> when you have grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> it's it gets awkward during Christmas time and everyone's writing out the cards. <laughs> right. That Coming over cool. to your grandparents' house. Yeah. Well, I, grandparents can be kind of crazy, right? Like mine was just very eccentric. Uh, really? So... When he had us in that van, yeah, he uh, he just we're we're at the park. He he looks at my brother and I, and he goes, "Get out!" And we're like, "What what are you what are you talking about?" And he said, "Get out! You're gonna run, Grandpa. Why? I don't. What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm going to drive my van, and you're gonna follow it, and you're just gonna run." And I I, I was like, "Well." I don't, and he goes, if you're going to be an actor, you have to run. Actors run. And I said, Grandpa, I don't want to be an actor. I just want to play in the park. <laughs> right. And, and how old were you? Eight. Oh my I was God. eight. Wow. So I had to jump out of the car or out of the van. My brother did the same. And as he was going, as he was getting his, his rearing up to go, my brother was smart. And he jumped on the back of the van, grabbed the ladder and held on tight and I didn't get there in time. 
So I'm just running oh and I'm like, stop. And my brother's like making fun of me. And yeah, I, I, I don't remember much after that. I think I blacked that out, but you what know, the heck? yeah, he why was, that doesn't make sense. He's a very weird guy, very eccentric <laughs> dude. Um, oh, what's that have to do with being eccentric? That sounds just weird. Hey, I'm going to make my grandkids get out and jog behind my my van. You have no idea, this guy. Wow. <laughs> but he's not wrong. I mean, down the road, you know, I, I do have to work out and I do have to try to stay in shape. And, and I do natural remedies because that's what he does. So that's the California that's been brought with me now. I'm putting lemon in my water like Glenn does and I'm running or, I'm, you know, that kind of thing. So grandpa mm. had wisdom, even though he was weird about it. You run. <laughs> I do. I do sprints. I'm a sprint uh, jogger, but mm. I'm not a marathon person. It's, yeah. it's not my gag. It's not my thing. Yeah. Let's see. Susie says, love hearing your stories, especially about my uncle Chewy. From your second cousin, Susie, in Long Beach, California. Hi, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This is great. I have yeah. a lot of family support here today, Ken Walls. You do. My gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. We are break breaking through walls right now. <laughs> like so, the Kool-Aid guy. Just out. So, so go back to you ended up on a hundred and some odd, I forget how many acres in, in Texas. Um, and, and your grandparents, everybody was in California though, except for you, my mom and my brother and your brother and your stepdad, my stepdad. Yeah. And it, so it sounds like stepdad was doing something right in life financially, at least, you know, I think stepdad had a, a problem with uh, trying to portray the image that we uh, didn't have, which was why we kept moving. Mm. So when we were in Canyon Country, we were renting to own, but the property owner, I'm spilling it, guys. I am like, you know, you're Diane Sawyer and I am <laughs> crying on a couch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. But honestly, you know, the picture isn't perfect. And I think that's what gives us um, the character and the uh, the perseverance that it takes to get through some of these hard times uh, and, and make them into successful stories and the evolution of what gets you from a shy little girl who moved around a lot and had no money, had money, um, have been with all different types of people and realizing that from a young age, people are people. There is no left or right or up or down or fat or skinny, like our hearts. Um, what we want is, is so connected. We're connected. Yeah. And um, I, I call them bubbles. I was in the bubble of Los Angeles. I was in the bubble of Calabasas. I was in the bubble of Decatur, Texas. Um, and I found that these small town folks who creeped me out in the beginning, not because they were creepy, but because it was a major culture shock. Um, there wasn't as much tolerance for other cultures, but they were good people. 
they yeah. just didn't have yeah. exposure to some things and it and it's um and that's a whole topic of uh, like a whole other topic but there's some really great people it's just they had no exposure to a lot of things and so um in the beginning it was very scary wow um, it's first time i ever heard the n-word it's the first Whoa. time um i ever saw someone dip you know that mm, that yeah. and spit on the floor and i thought maybe they were bleeding i was like mom what what's wrong with that kid and i found out that it was dip i mean it was it was uh people working with cows and I didn't know anything about a cow except for what I wanted for dinner that night at, or at a restaurant, you know, right. did I want it medium or medium well. Right. Right. I, I, I didn't know. Any, so I, I really, I got to learn a lot about uh, working people, farming people, hunting yeah. people. So my experience from, you know, Los Angeles to like, Oh my God, Calabasas to, you know, howdy folks. Are you Italian? Where are y'all from? <laughs> I thought all Californians were blonde. How come you're not blonde? Right. You know, and wow. um, and so you know, it, I, it, it was, it was a lot more. In, now I'm getting more introverted and more introverted, and just watching the world through. I didn't really felt like anyone saw me. I felt like, um, like a lamp. Right. There's a lamp. In a, in a room, but you don't notice the lamp, but it's shining and it wants to shine, but it's just part of the landscape. And that's how I felt most of my life. Yeah. So, wow. So, yeah. So, so, and this was even, this was in high school and, and, and right. everything that was going on. So what, um, it's funny, you know, I have, uh, I have two daughters and one is, um, kind of not shy, but she's more reserved. And then Abigail, you met my 10 year old, she brought Absolutely. in right before we started, Abigail walks in with my morning smoothie and, and, um, and, <laughs> and I said, she's, Hey man, you guys met. And I said, Catherine's an actress. She's been in movies and, 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 um, and she go, first thing she said, what was the very first thing Abigail said to you? I believe it was, uh, can I be in a movie? With you. With you? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, come on down. I'm looking for another movie to be in myself. So. Right. Right. She has, she is, she is not shy in any way. She's just like, I'll, I'll put it out there. Let's see what happens. She's super so, friendly. So you, you, um, so you you're in Texas that that had to be a huge culture shock huge um and so what happened um from there you you graduated high school so that's where things got even tougher i think because the businesses that my stepdad were do, was doing um was just they were they were not they were failing. They were not doing well. Uh, mm. The family dynamic was splitting pretty bad because we were, I guess it was kind of uh, couched as, you know, the kids are going to be in the country. It's good for them. And, you know, they can play with horses and have fresh, clean air. And, you know, this is a, this is, 
this is the way. And uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that. We were again pulled away from the support of family in a much larger scale. So um, I think that kind of broke down the family, the failing businesses broke down the family. Um, and it just, it was really, really a rough go. Um, my grades were suffering and I, I just wanted to do well. And, and finally, so my senior year, uh, there was a private Christian school that I was interested in going to. I was never raised going to church, but the school was really good. It was smaller classes. And I asked my mom if I could go at the time she couldn't afford it. So I put myself through uh, that school and I got into AB honor roll. I was nominated for homecoming queen. The principal gave me an award because he always saw me sacking groceries till nine o'clock at night after school and then I'd wake up at like 5 a.m. in the morning to get ready for um, my wow. drill team practice before school and then I'd go to school and go back to work and so it was a very I felt like I just figured out high school and then I graduated <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was so sad because I actually found friends and found my groove and I was I was succeeding um, and so it was, it was just gone. Now, what do I do? Right. So, um, I think from that point forward, it just, it took a while to, um, it took a long while to get on my feet. Uh, I was, I worked for a nursing home. I thought I was going to be a nurse. I helped people in the Alzheimer's ward and, uh, I fed them. I cleaned them. I dressed them. And things got so bad at home, I finally had to just pick up and leave. And I left for Austin for a while. And long story short, I got married young. Um, I never had children. Um, and uh, I have a wonderful, a wonderful husband, but when he was young, he was an alcoholic. And so that was a whole struggle in itself. Uh, and since he wasn't home a lot, I started taking voice lessons and dance lessons. And um, eventually I got in the play of Vita. Oh, man. The what? Yeah, the play of what? A Vita. It was a musical, really. Um, and, and this uh, is in Texas. It was in Texas. Okay. Something in my DNA that was always there, but because I moved around so much, and no one saw me. Nobody saw that I was musical or nobody had time. We were too busy moving. We were away from family. So anyone who would recognize it, just they just didn't see me. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to shine. I wanted to be outgoing, but I could never do it. I didn't have that safety net of, of friends and family and a consistent schedule. Um, so when I auditioned for Avita, all the molecules in my body was just on fire. And there's just nothing else I would have rather have done. We worked so hard um, on that musical. I, I was ensemble dance 
And these people were professional dancers. Len Pfluger from New York, he was our director. Uh, Catherine Carpenter-Cox, who went to the London Academy of Dramatic Arts, was our Avita. So she was like insane. Um, Arche was also from uh, Lambda. And here I am, I've never done a thing. And uh, all the dancers knew all the the moves, boom, 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 so fast. And I, I'm i just walking around, just trying to follow them. And the right, that they're going this way and I'm trying to get there. Um, right, right. So I had to work maybe an hour after two hours of practice, um, five days a week, six days a week, actually, we practice. So I couldn't put the weight on. I just got really thin in shape. And at the end on our very last show, Ken, um, everybody was giving roses and flowers and cards. I love you. You know, you be, you develop a family, uh, when you're rehearsing and then you're performing. And I got a card and I opened it and it was a paycheck. Whoa. And I, I just looked around and I was like, Hey guys, we're getting paid for this. And every <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were like, you would do this like without getting a paycheck? And I said, yes. Oh yes, my I God. would. Wow. And ever since, uh, you know, with with all the turmoil with my husband when we were young. And me being so uh, codependent and him having drinking issues and all that stuff. Um, this was my outlet. It was my therapy. It was in my DNA. I mean, I never thought it was because I was so shy, but it's it's in there. And uh, it's been incredible, incredible experience. I, I do want to say that my husband is an incredible human being. He has been sober for a very long time now and we've that's a whole other uh, story but yeah. uh you get to know who you are through the tough times yep. and i think when you're acting one of the big notes too is don't judge your character there is a perspective that is driving them right what is that perspective it not it may not be a perspective you agree with but what is their perspective so when I'm sitting with my in-laws who have all the deer heads stuck to the wall staring at me, <laughs> I know that there is a culture and there's a perspective Right. where my California family who's like has avocados on their trees and they're like <laughs> vegan, they have a perspective and nobody's wrong. That's just their life. Are you, are you vegan? No. Oh. <laughs> and, 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 and I could never be uh, with my husband's family. Right. Um, I have do. you ever had, have you ever had venison? Yes. Yes, I have. Absolutely. We have wow. venison, elk. Yeah. Uh, I did try, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to make enemies here. <laughs> I did try some weird stuff, but I'm more of a, a chicken and fish kind of gal. And I'm a big fan of broccoli and stir fry. Actually, Asian food is my favorite. So wow. don't get me started. Um, <laughs> I love Asian food. So yeah, it's. 
Speaking of, of, of that, I, I, I'd like to just, just for the heck of it, insert something here um, that I think everybody would enjoy. I'm going to, I'm going to, so I don't get pinged by the, um, by the, the, the people that um, the, the copyright gods um, I'm going to adjust the volume here and there just to keep it so hopefully we don't get pinged. But check this out. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. It's Catherine and Glenn, and it's amazing. So check this out. This is awesome. And Jose Quinones. And Jose, that's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Here we go. Let's get it started. Can you hear it? In yeah. In Now I have to play with the volume here and there and just insert some some talk because it's um they will ping me for this. So, so I, I will careful. say in the very beginning, uh, I helped do the choreography. This was so great between the three of us because I did the dance choreography um, and Jose did the, he helped a lot with the props. He did the editing and lighting. He's a freaking genius. And then yeah. of course, Glenn, he's just dynamic. So the three of us got this knocked out. We didn't know what we were gonna do. We had wow. no plan in advance. I got some ginormous earrings and one of my leotards from the house. They literally <laughs> called me on the phone and said, let's do a lip sync. And I was like, me? Because Jose <laughs> and Glenn have been doing lip syncs. And I was like, you want a girl in the guy club? Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt so honored, right? So um, I grabbed some things to make it happen. Go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm just... Um... That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. The inch by inch. Oh, that is so awesome. I'm just, I'm trying to keep the volume low so I don't get hit with a copyright claim. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they get, they get real particular about that. This yeah. is awesome. So, so yeah, you guys can all go to, um, Everybody can go to to YouTube. It's on YouTube and look it up. Look up Catherine Franco, Glenn Morshower. Let's get it started. And it's a great video. I just had to show that. So so you have um so you said oh, at one point you ended up in Austin. When, when did you, how old were you when you did this play, this first play that you got the paycheck for that shocked you? I want to say I was um, probably 29, 30. I got started really, really late. I mean, yeah. I really did. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I had many a jobs. I, I thought I was going to get into the medical industry. Um, and I started off with medical records. I worked for a mortgage company, which is actually where I had my first commercial because me and the owner got along great. And he was kind of a ham and I was becoming a ham. Yeah. And so um, I worked for Fidelity Investments at one point. Wow. At a 401k um rep and I helped people with their mutual fund exchanges. 
I worked for a PR lady uh, who was very British and she made mincemeat pies. And wow. she was uh, old money and she loved to take me out for lunches and harass the wait staff. <laughs> oh awful. my gosh. It was awful. I, I, she hired a friend. That's what she wanted from me. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay. She was very, very mean to uh, people who she thought were servants. Oh, wow. Hey, Glenn says Catherine is not a vegan. She loves the taste of fresh baby seal. (laughs) 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 Love baby seal. Very tender meat. It's very tender meat. We Um, just lost half the audience. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, that it, I got on as an extra for prison break and then they needed a stand in and they chose me for a stand in for prison break. And I remember it was a big set with big movie stars and, or TV stars, and they had a rolling track camera. This camera was as big as a, a small V it was like a Fiat. It was huge. Uh, and it, it was, it had like this big rolling track. And I remember I was the stand in for the star and all I had to do was walk to one mark and then to a second mark. And the camera went and it just followed me. And I loved the feeling of the camera (laughs) on me. I was scared to death. I'd never taken an acting class. And I thought, I got to do this stuff and wow. make me happy. It just felt good to perform. So after Avita and after prison break, I just, uh, I kept, I kept moving forward as, but, go ahead. But uh, So this was all in Texas. <laughs> the, okay. So prison, I mean, what, what about LA? I thought all this was done in LA and like. Wow. I think that the universe uh, calls you and it puts you where you need to be for whatever reason. I never thought I wanted to be an actor. I never wanted to be in front of camera. I was very awkward. I still feel awkward a lot of times in front of people. Um, And then to move to Texas and to find art and dance. I was part of a hip hop dance troupe. Um, wow. I was um, a college uh, drill team person. Um, I, I loved dance. And then I got into theater and film acting and it just felt good. Once it came, I couldn't stop it. It needed to, that itch had to be scratched and it felt so good. Um, I think the responsible thing that people expect of you is where we fall into the traps of fidelity investments and banking and mortgage, you know, all that stuff was what I felt like I, it was, those were the responsible choices for a profession. And I heard this the other day and I thought it was brilliant. Somebody said, acting isn't a dream. It's a profession. It's not a dream. It is a profession. There's so much work involved. Yeah. And when it looks easy, it's because they worked their butt off to make it look easy. 
Like because, Glenn. Yeah. Because it's entertaining, we're enjoying it, so it doesn't feel hard. Whereas if you see two football players grunting it out and they got sweat and dirt, you're like, man, they're working hard. Yeah, they are working hard, but we're working hard too. A comedian, if they are on their A game, they have sweaty armpits, people. This is not a glamorous profession. You're working your butt <laughs> off. You are sweating and you're exerting energy and we feel their energy and we want to be a part of it. And that's why we turn on the channel or that's that, why we go back and go, Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah. That, I, you know, I think, cause I I've said to Glenn before, I'm like, so like you have to memorize all of the, the words, the lines and you have to like memorize. And he goes, yeah, bud. Yeah. And I go, but, like I, I have a hard time remembering my phone number. That's crazy. I said, what, what happens if you forget a line or you, you know, he goes, they fire you <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like, like you have to memorize that stuff. Yeah. And then you have to trust that it's in there when you're feeling emotions. Think about when you're mad at someone and you're in a fight, you're having an argument, whether mm -hmm. it's like a loved one or whoever it is. And you can't get your words out because you're feeling emotion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you're feeling emotion with a scripted thing, it has to be so much a part of you. You've really worked through mat the material that if you can't find the word, let that be part of the emotion, but you better find it eventually because yeah. the emotion can sometimes pull you out of this, this your brain fogs. So and, you have uh, to memorize this stuff, but then you also have to put the emotion, the corresponding emotion that belongs there, right. that the writer intended, you have to incorporate all of that and remember the lines that go with it. That's, uh, it's absolutely incredible. It's tough, but you know, what's fun about it. It's, I think if you're, like I was saying, I feel like all of the, past turmoil um yeah and not even turmoil but a lot of it was just life lessons of living in la living in calabasas living in decatur um and and living in different people's bubbles yeah. when you have a character and they have a perspective then right. you're fighting for what they're fighting for in that scene you're fighting for what it is they're arguing for so if say my name is Marion. Let's call it Marion. You're in Marion. And I'm asking you for a job and I'm passionate about this job. I have to feel the perspective of that person who feels that they deserve this job and meaning a promotion, right? Like if I want to, what are the reasons why I would want a promotion? What would be a reason that any of us would want a promotion? We need the extra money or whatever the case may be. So there's a conviction behind it when we feel that. And then we start getting with the words. Now the words have meaning, but if we memorize it kind of um, sterile, and then we're just talking like this, like a robot, I want a promotion. Right. And then, you know, then you start seeing the newbies from people who are a little bit more seasoned. Um, you're able to really metabolize the material and then it doesn't feel fake and glenn is the person who 
who is my mentor and he teaches me and he he's the one who's going to say that that felt great or that could sound better if you did this little trick right and then you have all these fabulous tricks in your tool belt so when you're out there they go whoa and i go yeah right uh right. so that's right that's the beautiful thing mm -hmm. wow yeah. So, so you've, and you've done, you've built an entire acting career from Texas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever move back to LA or think we should probably move to LA if I'm really going to have a career in acting? What's beautiful, Ken, is that uh, it's funny because I, I just sent out some Christmas gifts late some of them were late, some of them were on time, but the big bulky packages, I sent one to New Jersey for my friend, Deborah, um, one to my niece and nephew, Heather Ingram and Seth Ingram in Colorado, and then one to my aunt Jessie in Los Angeles. So I have everyone across America that yeah. I love, right? Yeah. And so if I wanted to move to LA, I, I pretty much have a base residence there because my entire family lives there. I can stay in right. anyone's home at any time. Yeah. Um, and I have so much family that if I needed to bounce from house to house, I could be there for a year with the amount of family I have out there. Right. Right. So and and yes, I would move to LA, I would move to Atlanta, I would move anywhere. Um, I'm ready to get on a plane and go to all places to work. So I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, wow. I don't think that's an issue anymore. And the the very fact that you're in Marion, Ohio, and I'm here in Texas, and we can have an interview, it's the same thing with auditioning now. Yeah. They it's hold incredible. live auditions with directors, as well as sending in video uh, auditions. So sky's the limit, my friends. It, it really incredible. is. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. So you have, I put in, in the, the promotion that I did the last night on Facebook, um, I put your IMDB link. Um, so you've been in, you've been in some movies you've been in, um, have you been, you said TV shows, prison break. That was the show, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to say prison break. I want to say Prison Break was the only television show I've been on. I've mostly been in movies. Wow. Um, and yeah, I want to say, but that's that's changing, my friends. It really is. Uh, yeah. I have three features coming out this year. And wow. it's, I'm very, very blessed. I'm very blessed. I feel so lucky to to be able to, to play. Um, I love the fact that I can ride a horse in a Western um, that I could be a, a, a bad girl with like a gun and, and take someone out. I love that I can put on all these different personalities and, you know, normally I'm, I'm home maybe baking, a, baking cookies or I'm not spinning wool, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm very domestic and homey. And then I get to pull off the sweatpants and put on a, a cape and 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 play some sort of character that's not me. And it's yeah. fun not being me sometimes. I love being me, but it's so fun to put on somebody else's clothes and, and I get to play. It's fun. 
guys. I was I was getting ready to say you fit the the mold for being homey. <laughs> well, you've seen my living room. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Like oh, I have. Oh. I, well, I've I've seen your living room. Remember when Glenn and you and I were on a a Zoom meeting? So. Um, you're, you are very crafty. I will say that you, you seem to be very, um, crafty. I can decorate. I'm a terrible sewer. My mom said, honey, you have other gifts. Don't don't (laughs) Don't. sew. You're okay. I was like, oh, great. You know, I can, I can bake a little bit, but I'm not a, a, I'm not the best cook and I'm, I'm not a sewer. Um, I'm a decorator and I'm a person who loves her family and I just like bringing people together and making them feel cozy, you know? So, so you run, um, you run the acting school with Glenn or for, I I don't know what the exact, um, arrangement is, but I know that you're, um, well, why don't you tell me what, I mean, what do you, what's your role? You run it when he's not around or something, right? I've been an active teacher there for several years. It's called mm-hmm. the Extra Mile Working Actors Studio uh, because we have working actors. Uh, we have had so many actors do great things on big, big series. We've got uh, one. I'm going to give a shout out to Cece Castillo. She is going to uh, be a recurring uh, character on Ozark. Wow. Uh, yeah, Nikki Dixon and Juan Fiol was on uh, Queen of the South. And yep. uh, there's just a lot of really talented people that I feel like are are blowing up. And what it does is it raises the bar for, the, for all of us to cheer each other on, uh, be positive. And it's not even being positive, having a expectation of greatness with, with a lot of work put behind it, we know we can do anything. And I know that having moved to Decatur, Texas, and, um, you know, fast forwarding to now where I have three feature films, right? This is crazy. Two of them, I'm lead character. And another one, I have a featured role with Neil McDonough and Michael Cutlets. Neil McDonough was on Band of Brothers. If you want to look him up, he's fabulous. And uh, Michael Cutlets was Abraham from The Walking Dead. He played my father. Wow. So that's really fun. And um, that movie is called Redstone. Um, The other movie uh, that's coming out is called Potter's Ground, and it's a Western thriller. I play Dolorosa. It's my first role as a Mexican woman. And I had to learn a Mexican accent because, like, I just don't have one. So yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, what, what I, what I find is that with a Mexican accent, everything's really relaxed. And the, the last, uh, syllable it's very soft. Like (laughs) I don't say soft. I say soft. Um, so it's, it's like that. And then, you know, what I really would like to do is take my coffee to New York and do some <laughs> sort of like, I don't know, like mafia wife or something like that. Can you see me like, a, like another Carmela? Yes. Carmela Soprano? Yes. Tony, get out of here. You pissed me <laughs> off. Let me drink my coffee in peace. 
Yes, that's you. It's perfect. I love it. And I talk with my hands. So I feel like it's very appropriate <laughs> for me to have some sort of role like that. Uh, movie gods, do you hear me? From my lips to your ears. Thank right. you. Right. I love so, it. That'd be great. Um, no, I, I teach. I'm a primary teacher at the actor studio. I don't run it. Glenn and his wife, Carolyn, who is amazing, yes. runs the, the studio. And I am there as a, uh, a head cheerleader and support of the students who are, they're amazing people. It's, it's a family. It really is a family. I, I, Nikki Dixon was on here, by the way. I don't know if she's still watching, but she's amazing. There's a lot of, um, a lot of the students from the school were in here. Earl Browning. Uh, EB3. EB. He Eber says, uh, we got to get back to that sushi restaurant you took us all to in Fort Worth. Oh, that must have been a long time ago, EB, because I, I don't remember that one. Remember there was a Mexican food restaurant we went to before we went to the Kiefer Sutherland concert? Kiefer Sutherland concert? Yeah, so at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was playing and that my birthday's in May, May 20th is my birthday. For those of you who are listening. Um, when is it? May 20th. Okay. Which by the way, is the same date as, uh, I'll get back to you on that. Oh um, my gosh. I, I have so much going on in my brain. So my birthday uh, is May 20th, and we celebrated a few times, uh, Glenn and I, different different things. But uh, I noticed that Kiefer Sutherland was playing at Billy Bob's, Texas, which is a major venue for all the country western stars. Matt Zuckery. Uh, Matt <laughs> Glenn put it up on this. Uh, he put it in the comments. Matt Zuckery's birthday is May 20th. Yeah, like he's My easy birthday. to forget is may 20th i had kefir here and matt was like he was so close but i had to get back to my story it came to me. Um, on, back up for a sec kefir's a singer he's a musician surprisingly incredible i mean what? I, I shouldn't be surprised because he's an artist most artists yeah. can do multiple things right? right so i started off in dancing then i got into acting um, and I also started taking voice lessons. So for Kiefer to be a musician, I'm not surprised. Wow. Um, so I told Glenn about it and he said, let's, let's do it. So we got tickets. Glenn was, he's, he's so generous, you know, I, I'm, he's just incredible. So he yeah. and Carolyn and I, EB3, Vance and Bonnie and Jessica Ray and her husband, we went to Billy Bob's and we saw Kiefer um, play and he was great. A lot wow. of charisma, a lot of, you know, he had the guitar, he was going forward and backwards and wow. man, he was just totally in the zone, right? Wow. I went to the ladies room and some of the ladies were talking about how cute his butt was. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So when I came back out, I, I told Glenn about it. And he's like, I'm going to see if you can meet him. And I said, huh? Kiefer? Right. And he he grabbed me and we went to the back. And he eventually got everybody back there. And we got to hang with Kiefer. And I got to tell him how some ladies in the bathroom thought his butt was cute. 
<laughs> yeah, that that happens. So wow. Yeah, I think part of having an incredible friend and somebody you trust when you're learning how to be in the industry is, you know, you're able to expand your mind as to what is totally possible. So yeah. Glenn has been instrumental as a personal friend. I'm not just saying that he is a like we have talked on very deep levels. Um, trust is big for us. Um, yeah. you know, just loyalty is big for us and we're able to connect in that way. And yeah. then being an artist and one of the things he does for all of his uh, extra mile family is he wants to introduce us to celebrities, not because it's like, look at me. It's, I want you to see that they're just normal people, right? It's totally possible for you to hang out with these folks. They've worked hard like you've worked hard. If you're going to act with them in a series, you can't freak out. You just have to know that they burp and eat and do all the things. Yeah, that all of us do. <laughs> and right. that you can do your job, right? So right. He's, he's done that for us in that way and for me personally. So. so he's first, I mean, we don't want to make this about Glenn, but Glenn is absolutely one of the most amazing human beings I believe to ever walk the face of this planet. Pretty cool guy. He's pretty cool. I call um, him pinky ring because he's Marshall I, yeah. Winthrop on the resident yeah, Fox yeah. Is the resident and he wears a pinky ring. So if you yep. guys watch the show, check it out. Yep. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great. And that's a great show, by the way. It's um, fabulous. So, you know, this show is about helping people have a breakthrough in life. And your story is incredible. And I know you're you're bound to do just more phenomenal things, I'm sure. Um, but let me ask you this. It, when it comes to success in life, and I'm, I'm talking financial, but I'm also talking you know, just happiness and joy. And what do you think is holding, what holds people back from experiencing just absolute success and, and, and joy and peace? What do you, in your opinion, what, what do you think holds people back? Fear. That's the, that's the, that's the easy answer. Everybody says that. I think what it is, I, you know, I think of, again, I think about football games. I don't know why football is coming to me. Is, does your audience have a lot of football fans? I don't, I don't know. know. That's the vibes I'm getting right now. But yeah. I think of all the people on the couch screaming at the players who have trained and worked and sweat and they have bandages and ice yeah. baths and all the things and with the top coaches and the top trainers and they've studied and studied and studied. And people are sitting on the couch with their with their chips and their dips and they you know they have a better idea about how it should be done um but they're not doing it right so when we put ourselves out there we have we have a lot of scrutiny we have a lot of criticism we have a lot of uh folks who you know there's an expression of crab in the bucket right if a crab is bunch of crabs are in a bucket and one's coming yep. out, 
all the other ones are pulling on the leg of that crab to pull them back in. Yeah. And so um, I think we are social creatures. I think the pandemic has showed that we're social creatures. It's so hard to stay away from each other. We yep. want to be with friends. We want to be with family. We want to be loved. We want to live vicariously through someone who is loved and adored. Right. So when we put ourselves yep. out there, there's a chance you won't be loved and adored. There's a chance someone might say your, your movie sucked. Right. Or, you know, that scene was okay. Or maybe you did an incredible job, but the criticism is, well, they gained five pounds. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Like there's a lot of things out there or someone might say, you know, wow, <laughs> I was watching a, a movie and the the woman in the show is drop dead gorgeous and there was a comment in the room that she had mannequin legs oh my god and i was like really that's what you can that's what you get from this incredibly fantastic looking woman is she has mannequin like and what's wrong with mannequin legs by the way right you know i was right. like what does that mean um so it's it could be anything from your character to your performance to your looks you know it's very difficult to put yourself out there on camera yeah or to the public, any, to the public right you yeah. do it all the time yeah um but it takes practice and it takes really knowing who you are to know that that's what's in your soul right and that you're not going to do anything else um, and you have to block it out. But I think if you're not focused on what it is that's calling you, that fear will overtake. Yeah. And we all have to overcome it. Um, totally agree. Yeah. Totally but if agree. it's what you're supposed to do, the universe will find you in Texas and give you feature films and give you Glenn Moore shower and give you an acting family and give you agents and opportunities and so many incredible blessings. It's, it's, it will find you. You have to decide whether you're going to embrace it or kind of walk away because it's scary. And right. I, I've struggled with that myself. I have, so. But you, you've, you've chosen to, and by the way, Glenn said he had to run across the street to grab some lunch. Great <laughs> interview before class starts. Yes, he has class today. Yeah. And, and he was up. I, I don't think he got one, maybe two hours of sleep last night. I, I like I, that guy is she's and he's going to go teach for 12 hours. Oh, actors uh, are always on the go. They're Seems always great. on the go. You, you just have to have the stamina. When I worked on my Western in 2019 is when we filmed it. Yeah. Um, most of the scenes that I I was in was during the evening time. It was at night. And yeah. so we would start on call on set at 9 p.m. And we would work through maybe four or five o'clock in the morning. And that was just normal because, you know, you have to do your take and then you have to do it again. And then there's different angles of those takes. So it allows for you to really get all of your scenes done at night, right? Um, wow. Mine was done in Tennessee and in Kentucky. It was in February and the temperature was like anywhere between 29 to 42 degrees, depending yeah. on the day. 
Right. It was freezing, Glenn. I mean, Ken. <laughs> it was freezing. And so we have costuming that's not going to allow us to be wearing parkas and caps and the whole night. Mm. And uh, it was raining. There was a lot of mud. And, you know, my shoes were being sucked from the mud. <laughs> Every time I lifted my feet to get to set or, you know, <laughs> it, it was insane. So a lot of times um, it, there is no glamour. There's no glamour to, to what you do. You just, you're telling the story and, and this is what happens. I realized during that set why all Westerns are done. Most Westerns are done in Southern California. Oh. Perfect. It's consistent. There's not usually rain and it's just beautiful weather, consistent, beautiful weather. Right. Um, so being in Kentucky and Tennessee with mud and freezing temperatures, it put hair on my chest and it made me see <laughs> what it, I could do to get through, uh, through my scenes. That um, was a, me that was a metaphor, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. So, hey, my wife is on here, by the way. She She's from Marion. Jill, Catherine's husband's family is from Marion, Ohio. That's insane. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. <laughs> wow. What a small world. It's so, the, Ingram so, the Ingram line, if you know any Ingram Ingrams. Line. Well, Catherine, we have gone, and I, I, feels, I call you Cat. You can call me Cat. People call me Cat. Yeah. Some people call me KJ because I'm Catherine Joy. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. KJ. Well, you are, um, wow. I, I, I genuinely appreciate you um, taking the time to invest and come on here and be transparent and authentic and real. And um, you're amazing. And I'm honored to call you a friend. Thank you, Ken. I'm honored to be here and I just really appreciate you so much for having me come on. I hope I helped somebody today. Um, I feel like there's so much more to dig in, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Where's the best place for people to follow you? So you can go to Catherine J. Franco on Instagram or uh, facebook.com slash Catherine Franco. Awesome. Or you can look me up on IMDb to see what my new projects are. That's awesome. Yeah. Catherine, do not hang up okay. with me. Just hang tight. I'm going to end the live stream though. So I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on and, and being such a wonderful shining light for the world. I, I, I love it. it. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Have yeah. a beautiful week. Hey, you too. Thank you to everybody who's watched and shared this out. If you haven't shared it out, there's still time to redeem yourself and share it. Or Catherine will pop probably um, publicly hum humiliate you if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it my mission, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I saw uh, Charles Berry is on here. Charles. Hi, Charles Berry. How's it going, awesome. darling? Wow. Kara, there's so many wonderful people watching right now. So, Hi, so thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And you guys have an awesome day. Go out and make this a great week and help somebody else become a better person. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kat. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.